Welcome to episode two of our podcast. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, depending on where you're listening to again. <laughs> you always say that. I know. <laughs> We've got to cover everyone, haven't we? <laughs> what are we talking about today? Um, we're talking about marriage. But first of all, a uh, big thank you to everybody who listened to the first podcast. We were quite overwhelmed. We weren't expecting that many people to listen to it. And you guys have given some great feedback and offered a lot of support to us and encouragement. So we hope uh, we can keep on uh, producing the kind of content that you want to hear. Yeah, I think the 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 nicest thing for me to hear was um, that everyone found it to be just really natural and just us, really. And that makes it easy for us, right? Because we're just trying to be ourselves. Yeah, and, you know, we literally just don't even discuss it beforehand, do we? We just say this is no. going to be our subject. and this then is, This is our alone time, isn't it? It's our, it's our time together. Yeah, it's like, actually, like, when you think about it, it's, like, quite healing for us as well, isn't it? Um, and just really nice for us to get together and talk about things. And reflect on things, because we don't often do that. Yeah. We used to do it earlier on in our marriage, do you remember? Yeah, I do actually. We used to, we used to have that time with each other. We actually used to talk about our marriage a lot, yeah. like the wedding day. Yeah, and things. we used to relive that. the wedding day. Yeah, oh, that was that used to be really really nice. I yeah. used to actually tell a lot of people in camps that they should do that, and then I found that now over the years, as you know, our family has grown and responsibilities grown and time has become less. We, we we just hardly ever do that now, do we? Apart from having the kids watch the DVD, which they do all the time. Yeah, Gulleen <laughs> loves watching that. Yeah. So yeah, thanks for everybody for your feedback. It's been it's it's just the best thing that we can have really. Positive and constructive. Anything to to make this forum kind of um better, better for other people and and um you know, it just makes other people kind of connect and feel like, you know, a lot of people kind of said that they've had similar experiences to us and that they did, they felt that really kind of happy to know that they weren't alone in the way they had been feeling and things like that. So that was quite nice to hear. Absolutely. So, marriage. Yep, marriage. How did it all begin those 11 years ago? <laughs> oh, well, we can. how far do you want to go back? We can talk about... How our dads used to uh, work together yeah, back so, in the eighties. Yeah, so when when my Which dad is crazy. Yeah, it is really crazy. So when my dad came to this country, um, he studied and he became an engineer, and he happened to someone tell everybody this story now. So um, when my dad came to this country, he became an engineer, and he worked in a company. I think it was around in Deptford, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, in, that's in that's in South London, and um, and there was another. He was him and another guy were the only Punjabis working there, and my dad had like turban and beard, and this other guy didn't. He was like a like a kind of normal Punjabi. And um, he wasn't practicing Sikh at the time. No, and then he, and then like so. So when I say that guy, I mean that's my father-in-law. So I've kind of like just done a spoiler alert. 
there. Um, yeah, you just bought it all. By I way. did, but I'm no, gonna no lead up because it think. feels weird Bang. saying that guy as as your dad's name. So dad, dad and dad. So dad and dad were actually working together for fourteen years, weren't they? Wow, were they? I didn't yeah, know that. it was fourteen years. Wow, I learned something new. Yeah, and then the the company um, wasn't doing very well, and uh, I think dad said it was Thatcher, wasn't it, or something like that? Oh, I don't know. You yeah. Know and then, so then they decided to move up and move to Milton Keynes. MK, yeah. Yeah, they asked um, both the dads if they wanted to move with the company. And my dad said no, because all of his family was here. So he decided to just go and get another job. And your dad retired, didn't he? No? Retired? God. I don't know. <laughs> retired in the mid-80s. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> what did your dad do after me. that? So I don't I'm even gonna, know. I'm going to play this to dad. You realise that? <laughs> I'm going to play this to Dad and I'm going to have him know that you said that he retired in, like, 1985 or something. Okay, anyway. Get the last 15, 20 years of his career. Okay, all right. Right, so, and then, so they went their separate ways. Yeah. And then Dad ended up having a son. Who, me? Yeah. Okay, yeah. And then they came round to our house to give Luddu, didn't they? Okay. Yeah, because that's what people do, apparently, when boys are born. Because boys are really special. And, um... Then, yeah, so they came round, they gave Laddu, and um, I was there, because I'm older than you and I. Yeah, you've given <laughs> that one away as well, haven't you? So I was, I was like, waddling around, as I was, like, one and a half or something like that, right? And then, um, what happened after that? Well, after that, then we're, should we fast forward to... Uh, to college? Yeah, fast forward, uh, what, to year 2099? me well you obviously there a little bit before that yeah so Orpington College in yeah. Kent down right. in south um we ended up being in the same college but we didn't didn't hardly ever sp- well, I think we played a pool game together because I always used to play pool but otherwise yeah. we just did our paths did not cross and I think it was a case of like like I tell many people like when I talk about this story I always say that you could I could say yeah this is her and she could probably say, yeah, this is him, and, and that was about it. Like, as I don't like, even think I could say that about you. What, you didn't know who I was? No. Okay, fair enough. Sorry, sorry, love. <laughs> no, no, I'm taking it personal at all. <laughs> no hard feelings. No, seriously, I just didn't, because I just... So you didn't lo- even know who you were playing a game of pool against? No. Okay, fair enough. I probably remembered your friend more, Jag. Okay, okay yeah. Because he was with you. Because he was... The, because obviously of his no, identity, cause I thought right? Because I thought his band was way too tight. <laughs> My God, Jag, if you're listening, seriously, I'm sorry. <laughs> We're talking about years ago, so I'm just <laughs> telling you. So that's how I remember. But the, 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 the thing was, the reason why our paths did not cross was because I did not hang around with any of the Indians. That's true. And you used to hang around with all the Indians because yeah. from my... Big mistake. Yeah, so for with me, I had gone to, I had gone to another college... And I had been hanging around with Indians there and I had messed up my A-levels because yeah. everyone was drinking every day um, and they would go out at lunchtime and drink and buy, and then everybody would miss their lessons and everywhere. So I, I failed my first year. So I was like, right, you know what? I'm getting out of this town. I'm going somewhere far away. It doesn't matter how long my journey takes, but I need to get my education on. Mm. So I decided to go to Orpington. When I turned up at Orpington, it was full of Punjabis there. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and what are and all those that, Punjabis doing? For for us, that was the attraction to go there, where because as I I was from a an, an area where, and school background where there wasn't that many of our own 
at all mm. uh, where you it was different for you so for us it was about going and well, I grew, you actually grew up in a town where they had the um head office of the british national yeah, party right, the bmp <laughs> yeah that's right but saying that a uh, separate topic but um it's weird because you obviously there was a lot of things that happened in the early 90s um that that provoked that and, and gave that the awareness that that did exist there but living there and you, you didn't really notice it that much because it was <laughs> the shutters were down most of the time on on that shop yeah when um, i used to go past it it used to be down but they were yeah, the presence um, of them was there yeah and yeah, you felt course. it all the time but i mean growing up young you don't you're not really aware of it that much it's when you grow older then you're like oh that it was like this and it was like that and then you have that more that understanding that oh things were like that so so you went to Orpington College because you were trying to... Yeah. And you were hanging around... Sorry, you were hanging around with Punjabis in Orpington right. College because you were you hadn't grown up with... That's right, yeah, because we, 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 to... tra- we were attracted by that there. We were like, wow, this is the place to, eat, place and to I, be. And I turn up to Orpington College, think that it's going to be all like Gore and Gale there, and when I get there, it's all Punjabis, and they all should all be kebabis themselves. So I didn't get away from what I wanted to get away from. I ended up in the thick of it. Yeah, but I, I tell you something, I made a conscious effort that I was not going to go anywhere near you lot. Yeah. And I think that's why... Oh, well, we I, felt that. <laughs> we felt that um, definitely from you, that, that that vibe from you, that presence that you didn't want to hang around with us. And, for you know, back in the day, that felt like negative and it felt like that you thought you were better than us. I know, everybody and, thought that. And um, we thought you were up to no good. Yeah, because uh, I was hanging around Gori and Gali. Exactly, and but, we thought, but, yeah, she's obviously up to no good because she yeah. doesn't want to hang around with us. And shall I tell you something? That is the power of making assumptions because yeah. what I was doing with those Gori and Gali was not going out and buying up bottles and, and drinking and things like that. We were actually in the library studying all the time or going to each other's houses and studying. And so that's... Uh, and that's, You wouldn't have thought it. Right, exactly. Because <laughs> you were hanging around and doing things, like what seemed that other people were doing, right? Yeah, I mean, we were playing the pool here and there. But yeah. anyway, I mean, we've completely digressed. But it's interesting... Well, I think people want to know about this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting that we've made these assumptions because I was looking at you lot and I was thinking, oh, these lot are a mess. Well, no we offense. were a mess. <laughs> you, got, you guys were a mess. We were Which a I tell mess. you why you were a mess. No offense to anyone who's listening to this who I went to college with. But some of the girls, the Punjabi girls, I did become friends with them because some of our classes used to overlap. And they started to see me because they saw me as an outsider when they would have issues inside the group they would come and share them with me mm. and it was all about getting drunk getting caught it was all about this person is a girlfriend boyfriend with this person and then they've got caught with doing something with someone else and it was all about that and that was the mess that was always happening between everybody and the, oh yeah and daytime gigs everyone used to go to daytime, daytime gigs. but the thing with me was when i was in school this is how bad it was but when I was in school doing GCSEs which is why I didn't get many GCSEs that's when I was going to daytimers yeah so you were you were already tired of I was, it by this point you'd I was, already been in there and done that I right? was completely just like done yeah, so with it was that new for us yeah and so you guys were going crazy so that's yeah, why exactly. our paths did not cross there and then what happened so we left university so then we went to university I went to university yeah, so did I. you went to university yeah 2001 and then um, I worked in the gym throughout university at um, Charlton Football Ground. Yeah, yeah. And it had, so there was a gym in there. That's right. And yeah. I worked at a reception to That's get me right. through it university. A, it, was a, it was a player's gym, wasn't it? Yeah. And um, I think you came in a few times. Yeah, I was a member there, yeah. I remember, yeah. I remember walking past um, the reception 
and seen someone on the reception that I thought I recognised mm. at some point, but it was a case of like, you know, oh, I guess she used to go to my college, and then you kind of just see my badge as I walk through, right, or yeah. whatever, yeah. and then and then and that's it really. Yeah. And didn't really think of it any other way. Mm. I don't remember. I don't really remember seeing you come into the gym, but obviously you've said that you've like you remember that you've got a much better memory memory than me. I've got a terrible memory. And then when was when when did our paths cross after that? Well, so then after that, then so that was that was around two thousand and four, um, and when I wasn't into my faith at all, wasn't into Sikhi whatsoever at two thousand and four. But then, as I've mentioned, um, as we spoke about on the last um, podcast about how we came into Sikhi, um, then that would lead me on to around two thousand and seven, when we met. So I I had already made the choice to come into Sikhi and join the path where you were contemplating it at that point. Right. So I had gone to India. I'd, I had, you know, had an experience there. I'd come back and I found that nothing tasted the same. Nothing, my ears didn't want to hear the same sounds. Uh, my eyes didn't want to see the same things. I just, ev- my everything was upside down for me. And I was looking for someone who would be able to guide me a little bit, but there wasn't anyone really around. And if I was speaking to people in my family, they were kind of like, oh, yeah, 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 it's all good. Sikhi's all good, but just don't take it too far. So it wasn't anyone who was able to kind of give me the answers that I was looking for. I didn't even know anything about Sikhi to the max or anything like that. So um, I turn up at the local Nagagitan and... What's the Nagagitan, by the way? It's a procession that is held um, and um, Sikhs take um, Guru Granth Sahib Ji, which is our um, living Guru, eternal Guru, through the streets of the local town. And, yeah, and we give out food to people. Well, you're meant to give out food to people, but most people Mm. just end up eating the food. It's always a colourful event, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't really go to Nagagitans myself anymore. But, (laughs) um, yeah, so that was one of my first ever Nagagitans. No, it wasn't that many. It was my second Nagagitan ever. Yeah. And so I turn up there and I see someone who's doing Banjbiari di Seva and I was like, I recognise that person don't know where from but I know I recognize that person which was really strange because I'm not really like that really far, hard to recognize people very strange considering you admitted you didn't even know who I was exactly <laughs> which is why I feel like there's a little bit of divine intervention there yeah it must have been yeah but that at this point though I had no idea that you was even uh there yeah and so then obviously the the Nagurgit then happened a couple of hours and towards the end I'd already decided I'm going to speak to that person because I remember that I've seen this person but they used to have spiky hair with a zigzag beard mm. cut it no you didn't even have a beard it was literally like a line wasn't it um yeah, and, 17 then. yeah and all the you know <laughs> um so I was thinking to myself if this person's lived this life and now they have you know, a turban on, they've got a really long beard, they're wearing Guru's Bana, they've got a Gurban on. Maybe they, I can relate to this person because they'll be able to answer some of my questions. So then I tried looking for you everywhere, but I couldn't find you. It's my, it's mind-blowing to think that you could um, recognise me looking a totally different way when even some people from my own family or extended family or people that had known me for years... Mm couldn't even recognize me when I had a little beard when I was just covering my head at that first they wouldn't even recognize me then so to think that you hadn't seen me for many years you hardly even knew who I was 
uh, was able to recognize me looking totally different from the last point that you'd seen me is just mind-blowing I don't know it's that something it's just always felt like it's like from another life isn't it that connection yeah. or something and and this is just an example of that so you're looking around for me yeah, and then I couldn't find you, so I phoned my sister. I said, can you come pick me up from the Gordon? And I was sitting on the steps, and then all of a sudden, you just passed me. So, and then I said to you, do you remember me? You didn't recognise me. I got my own back on you there. Yeah, you I did. didn't even know who you were. And um, <laughs> I just said to you, look, um, I just actually, it was like proper verbal diarrhoea, wasn't it? Literally crying my eyes out, saying, I'm going through this experience. I have absolutely no one to speak to, yeah. but I recognised that you, and I was really fascinated as well because you were like someone who'd taken umrah it was like amazing and i was just like oh have you taken umrah i remember saying that to oh, you yeah, I remember that now, and you were like um you were like yeah i have and then i was like wow that's amazing like i think i want to take umrah but i don't know what to do i've got so many questions i think i started even asking some of the questions to you yeah, yeah. and you i think you were you looked a little bit when i look when i think back in my mind you looked a bit kind of like what the hell is going on like yeah, it's a bit overwhelming. It me. was, it was. Because to have, like, just a girl come up to you and then start crying. And I didn't know who you were, but you seemed to know who I was. Yeah. Which was... Then I was trying to say to you, you know, I used to yeah, have hair up to here and it was curly. Yeah, and I this think and... I did kind of think... Like, People I... used to call me Rupee. I used to yeah, say, yeah. I was saying that to you and yeah. everything. But, yeah, any, eventually then you wouldn't give me your number. Yeah, of course. Fair dues. The thing is, at that time, I didn't really have that gurmat sorch in that girls and boys shouldn't be kind of having that that connection in that way with yeah. that you know kind of thing so it was very innocent of me when I asked you if yeah, we could yeah. share numbers so anyway that I pushed you a little bit and then you said look uh, I'll, I'll get, we can exchange emails yeah. yeah then I gave you my email yeah and um, I didn't hear I had all these list of questions that I was going to ask you but you never emailed me for a week and then I saw you at the Gurdwara again, and yeah. then you approached me and you said you've given I've I've given you gave you... me someone's uh, email from from Norway. I think they were from Norway. Yeah. I emailed them and they were like, oh, I don't know who you are. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, that was. Um, <laughs> I can't believe I did that. And my mum was like, "What's going on here?" I said, "Oh, he, I've got lots of questions. He's going to answer me my questions for me." And she was like, "Oh, this is very good." Um. Yeah. So then that that night, then you added me to MSN, which is oh, yeah. um back in the days yeah. when MSN was around. Yeah. And then before WhatsApp. <laughs> yeah. Then literally every day I used to just send you questions, didn't I? Yeah. But I said at the time, um, which I can I'm happy to reveal that, you know, um, although I'd taken Amrit, I I had taken Amrit from India, um, and was had been baptized there in Anandpur Sahib, which was historic for us, which is where the first ever um Sikh Amrit and Jai Sikh baptism took place in sixteen ninety nine. Um and I'd taken um, Amrath there um, and come over back to, to this country and I didn't really have much Sangat, many like-minded people that I was hanging around with, it was a case of just going um, to the to the Gurdwara on a Sunday and then you know, everyone goes home after that and like now we've got a lot of things going on in our area but back then there, there wasn't anything so I was looking for people to help me to move forward as well and you helped me to do that because you were all of a sudden you were asking me questions um no believing that i should have the answers to them and some of them i didn't have the answers to so i had to go away and find those answers and then go back to you so it was a case of me learning as well as you learning mm. 
that's really amazing. And I, the, the funny thing was, I had absolutely no this, absolutely no idea that this was going on with you. Yeah. Like I didn't know that, you know, you you were you were struggling with like your spirituality. Yeah. And that you didn't have that much kind of like, you didn't have that many people around you that had good yeah. sorts. So you. Um, I didn't know whenever I was asking you a question, you were having to go away and, and do a little bit of cord and stuff. I thought you were just coming back to me with what your knowledge that you knew from yeah. what you'd already done, which was really amazing. Yeah, absolutely. So it was, yeah, I was just kind of every day when you was asking me about something new, I was just, you know, having to, well, I was telling you what I knew, but then I was going away and learning more and more about it. And then my my devotion levels and my interests and passions um towards Sikhi, my faith was was growing mm. through and as i could see yours was as well at the time yeah a lot a lot happened in those couple of months wasn't it because i i went ended up going to paris and yeah. i had the star tied of me which i talked about a lot in the last episode and um i went to a gamai camp in leicester which i thought was really not a coincidence because obviously don't believe in coincidences but isn't that just like such a coincidence like no i'm saying coincidence <laughs> <laughs> isn't that just like so yeah and we had the local sikhi camp as well yeah we had yeah. local sikhi camp in our area and then so as we started to like do a little bit of seva together and things like that things started to change didn't they but it yeah. ha- kind of ha- the change kind of happened like one day didn't it yeah it was just weird i guess like we were doing a lot of seva together and things like that and then uh, i guess all of a sudden we we felt both felt a, a change um in uh sort of our, our feelings you could say and we we realized that um we we i guess we saw each other as sort of long-term partners for each other but mm. uh, you know i was quite strict at the time you know that i, I was like you know, we need to tell our parents about this like yeah. right away, like right now. Because I, I remember actually that I didn't want to entertain the idea because I was like so scared that I was going to lose um, like a, like this person who's giving me all this knowledge, yeah. person who's helping me on this path. All of a sudden I'm going to lose that in yeah. in um, us kind of facing up to this, feel, this the feeling. The side, yeah. Yeah. And then you were like... Um, well, the the good thing was that we weren't we would we never saw each other in person. No. Um, it was only in the Gurdwara when when other people were around. Yeah. We never had a telephone conversation. Our families knew about everything. Uh, yeah, and it was always um, over email. Yeah. So like um, I was always talking about Sikhi. Yeah, and because uh, the the reason why I guess I really want to say this is because um like so this is just my own opinion is that I just think that there's so many dangers to this kind of modern day dating with Amrathadis and um, so I think that in hindsight when I look obviously at the time I didn't have that much Gurmud Sorj yet um, not that I've got that much now but I guess I probably wouldn't have seen it as a bad thing oh our parents know we're going to get married so it's not that big a deal but um, but if we had if if you know if we had continued um, in in a different kind of direction I think things could have gone a different way well we've, we've seen it now with, with with other people and things like yeah, that yeah you do that see it, can, it, um, thing, it can happen yeah before they even get to the Ananda garage then there's all this turmoil that's happened because they've because other people got, have got involved yeah external and they, people yeah and then they've got involved with each other and they're spending certain time together 
before they've even kind of had an anandgari and I remember um, a gurmuk saying um, to another couple that were um, having like their ardas before their marriage which was um, you are you are brother and sister until the day you are standing in front of Guru Sahib for your Anand Garage. Yeah, because and yeah. I think that if we all think like that, we yeah. would be very careful about the actions that we take before we get married. Yeah, because you know people have done Ardas as well in the presence of Guru Granth Sahib Ji and things like that, and they've not gone through with weddings and things like that. It happens unfortunately. Yeah. So that's not that's not like um, you know that doesn't necessarily put a stamp on anything no. at the time yeah um it's not like a case of we can have an ardas and then all of a sudden then you can act like a married couple before you're a married couple yeah um so yeah we were quite clear at the time that um this is how we were gonna we just carried on as we had been really yeah my mum my mum was really keen to like to so when when you told mum and dad were happy your mum and dad weren't very happy were they um, well, I guess it was totally out of the blue for them. Um, one thing is obviously at the time you you were because you were a little bit older than me and you were starting to actually look for people to get married to. I guess at the time, whereas I I was not even in that position, mm. and it kind of came about. Um, and then I t- I told my parents, and obviously as we've openly said to other people, um. Uh, extended family members and things like that there was a there was a a caste issue we could say um that at the time you know um it wasn't acceptable um back then um, but things have changed now and other people um have got married even out of um like you know could say face yeah race now and, and and more and more people are doing that now it's more acceptable now but back back then sort of 10 11 years ago it was more of a big thing even if you was so-called marrying out of caste even though we don't even believe in it mm. um so there was a lot of different factors there involved but they they knew that i, w- I hadn't really made my decision and yeah. they they had to go with it really um, my, so my my mum and dad they were like um they were they were okay they were shocked as well but they were pretty pretty pleased my mum was like yeah, like, when do you want to do it? Like, let's start planning it. But then because, you know, we had made a... You know, I had made a commitment that I wanted to receive Amrit yeah. um, before I did anything because that was the main and, thing. And I had said that to you, that you're not, you're not getting, you know, married to me um, because, you know, because of that reason, as in you need to find your own way in your sikhi mm. and make that stronger and reach those heights that you want to reach um, rather than just doing it because we want to get married. And the best thing about that was that um, even though we had told our parents and that this was something that was there, like you could say we were like betrothed to each one another or whatever it was, the focus never went on to, okay, when we get married, it's going to be like this. We never had any conversation like that. Yeah. Um, It was always just still about sikki. We just yeah. kind of solidified our conversations a bit more. Yeah, yeah. And and the reason I say that is because as opposed to me coming to you with questions, which I was still doing now, which were just very ad hoc as according to what I was feeling, what I was experiencing. Now we had this kind of solid routine where one week you used to go away, learn a sucky and then come back and share the sucky. 
one week I would go away, learn a sucky, come back, we'd just share the sucky and discuss, and same with shabbats, and we started doing things like that. So, and I don't even, we didn't even do that consciously, it just started happening, didn't it? Yeah. And it was, and it was really beautiful. Um, it was only after, um, so then you, you also went bish because you felt that because I, this like new a, yeah. ignited kind of yeah. devotion had made you feel like you wanted to um, meet with your guru again. and Yeah, because I needed to, you know, because I was obviously, I had taken Amrit and um, I was responsible for my actions to date, whereas obviously you were going for the first time and not asked, because guru sahibs, obviously that compassionate, he doesn't ask what what's happened before when you've turned up at the Amrit Sanjar for the first time. It's all disregarded your everything from before we know that it's a spiritual rebirth for you but obviously i'd already had that done and um i was going there to to talk from the heart about the things that i'd struggled with um and i wanted to move forward because like i said like like you said sorry um something had reignited in me that that i wanted to really move forward and i was seeking you know now at this point Mind the pun, seeking. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, after the Amrit and then literally we just we got married after three months, didn't we? Yeah, exactly three months. <laughs> and the most, and people just thought we were absolutely crazy, but I just feel like it was such a blessing that yeah. we did that because we didn't. Because I feel like if we had left it any longer, external factors would mm. have caused so much turmoil. You know. Um, you know, bringing their own opinions in and this and that and way you know things and you see it all the time, don't you? Like we were just mentioned, you know, before someone's even got married, there's just so much conflict between families, between partners, between yeah. all different for all different types of reasons. But that three months didn't allow that to happen because everybody was just so busy, kind of planning everything. Yeah, because it was all last minute. You went to India, didn't you, and things like that. Yeah, I in, went to in India. That, that was the last time I went as well. And that, yeah. and I haven't been back since. It's been eleven years, and um, I had the most amazing experience. I had the most amazing Amrit Vella there with Gurusiks, and um, I got to um, do seva at um, uh, Sahib, which I just I don't know. I never expected in a million years that ever would have happened, but it just kind of just happened, and it was the most amazing experience because it was like Guruji was actually giving this to me as something that was just mine before I became a them mm. or you know like a couple and so it was just really nice to have that um time by myself um even though it was just like one night and one day but anyway <laughs> and then and then we came back we got married and that was it wasn't it yeah what were some of the challenges that you had um with your Anand Gardage you know, the whole kind of well everything around that the thing is though looking back now um, it's very different because I, I was in that zone at that time where I had been kind of struggling with my sort of my sicky way of life and I'd you know all of a sudden found it again and found my my points that I wanted to improve on and I wanted to move forward and I was really striving and seeking for something to to move forward and so I didn't want that to get disturbed in any way um, so could say I was a bit selfish at the time um, and I didn't consider other people and things like that um, but for me Sikhi was so important that 
um, culturally we know that um, rituals and other things involved in weddings and, and all sorts of things um, kind of they get in the way and there's a real mix of people don't know what's sicky and what's not sicky uh, in terms of what leads up to a wedding so I was very plain and simple at the time um, but obviously there was a lot of people in my family extended family that were expecting to do certain things such as um, just you know like parties and things like that and other rituals that we see on a on a wedding day um, that are not really to do with sikhi i'm sure we all know what, what those kind of things are in the lead up to weddings and, and all sorts of things um so i said i was very focused on just you know performing as a sikh every day and not really wanting to get and do those things but also i didn't really explain it to others that well i think looking back um but again like i said now it's different whereas i'm a parent now and i'm little bit more experienced and I've seen a lot more different things maybe I would have handled things slightly differently um, looking back and being honest um, but again I was still finding my feet at the time so you know other people could have cut me a bit of slack as well maybe at the time and and what have you but again uh, people were giving me advice that um, don't try and control things too much because the wedding day is about everybody else Whereas the wedding itself and the marriage is, is for you guys, really. So that's that was important. That's what I was holding on to. Mm. So how about you? Well, I had, like... I My parents were quite understanding, but it doesn't mean that I wasn't... I didn't have to fight for anything. But I'm I'm just going to tell people. So the Maya is a Hindu ceremony that happens where they try... They put... Um, um, what's Haldi called? Tamric. They put tamric mixed with water. It's good for you, isn't it? Tamric. Yeah, it's really good for you. It's <laughs> anti-inflammatory. <laughs> um, they mix that with atta and water, and uh, flour and water, and then they put it on the girl's and the boy's face. And the idea, the that comes from, um, it's like a face mask actually, but it's a face mask that makes you whiter. And because um, being dark skinned is is deemed um, uh, unattractive. Um, in the east that's why they do it so and then they mix it with some other um, kind of Hindu kind of um, songs and although I think Punjabis have changed it and they do their own songs now so they um, there was that they wanted to do they wanted to do a Jura ceremony which is when the girls mama mama yeah. girls um, mum's brother mum's brother comes and puts um, bangles on the girl and um, what else do they want to do? They wanted to have a party. Mm. Um, they wanted to have a meet in Shirab party, but I didn't want them to do that. Um, I did I did take advice from people who said that you're going to have to compromise. So my compromise was two weeks before the wedding that we had um, a lady sangeet. There was no meet, there was no Shirab. Saying that, some people, and they know who they are, um, disrespected that and they, they bought Sharab and they were having it outside which really upset me um, but and then, but the, even though I tried to compromise as much as I did the DJ ended up playing s songs and I know no songs is okay in my eyes because I just I don't really like any of that but um, each to their own but um, he started playing songs that were to do with Sharab and then he was playing Punjabi songs that were to do with caste and things like that so it was just like that's the norm, though, isn't it? I, I know, I know. But to be honest, 
know, it's a small that, little thing yeah, now. People, yeah, now, but, but then it's like, oh my god. Because like, I just wanted everything to be just so pure and si- just pure sicky. I just that's what I wanted. Yeah, but then looking back at it, it's like you've changed, and although it's your wedding, right? Other people wanna, they haven't changed, and they wanna celebrate how they know how to celebrate. No, but then. I know that, I know, yeah. So that's how you have to kind of look at it and put closure on it. Like I said, you yeah, know... Yeah, no, I absolutely, I definitely have closure on like it. Like I said, you know, like for me, although I didn't mention it, but I'll mention it now as you've touched upon it, that, you know, people wanted to have a party for, you know, for my wedding and they wanted to celebrate and express their joy in that way. But obviously I had said to them that I'm not entertaining that and it's not for me and because i'd stopped going to parties from a couple of years before that because it just wasn't doing anything for me i wasn't enjoying it and it wasn't a part of my lifestyle and you know so why would i all of a sudden want to appear at and enjoy my own wedding party when when i'd stopped going to them but obviously people wanted to do it and they they carried on with it and they done it and i made it clear that i wasn't going to be there so they celebrated without me, you could say. Um, and, and I tell that now to people. People know about it. People knew about it locally because it's weird that um, in a sickie class a few years later, some of the kids brought it up with me and they said, well, actually, what happened here? And I was quite glad that I was able to show face and say I didn't even go to my own wedding party. And I have a bit of a joke with people now because when they still... they Most people know that, but other people that don't, they are, they invite me to parties wedding parties and stuff and i make a joke and say well i i didn't go to my own wedding party so and mm. they're making this and it's obviously quite funny for people isn't it so they they know that obviously i won't come to theirs right yeah in that way. but there was loads of other kind of <clears throat> alternatives that we found like my sister was brilliant so she was like okay you're not going to have a wedding reception so like we'll have langar at the gordora yeah. and then um, they had like a fruit bar there yeah. and they had like a ice sculpture which was in the shape of a kunda <laughs> which melted by that, the time everyone loved that yeah and then um, all little bits and pieces they had a horse and carriage for me which was so nice because I really did feel like a princess going to Guru Darbar and someone put that on YouTube didn't they the yeah and... someone filmed someone it going filmed down them. there yeah, yeah. going down their road yeah so there was yeah so that was a bit of a challenge at the time but then on the wedding day I just I was so psyched to just stand mm. in front of my guru and just like take this next step and 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 it was I feel like for me the there was just there must have been over seven hundred people at our wedding because God. um obviously we're from similar like our towns are very close together so the people like you know it was literally the whole of the local town people mm. were there and um and there were some people there that weren't even invited weren't there. Yeah, because it it was just a it was just a wedding in the Gurdwara, right? Yeah. There was nothing after that yeah. because there there wasn't back then as well. There wasn't the facilities to have like even a sit down vegetarian meal then. Yeah, like that now. was our first time. Yeah. That was the first time the Gurdwara said that in this area that someone had done that, which I feel like, um, like really happy that that people got to see how that was done. I'm not saying that it was done great, like brilliantly, but because after that, people have done it now. Yeah, yeah, you know absolutely. they've they've been having the langar at the gurdwara after their nandagarajis now and then they've gone on to have parties that another day yeah, yeah. Uh, which is which is much better than just doing it straight after oh it's about it's about showing people that there's other possibilities out there yeah. if you really want to do that if you really want to explore them yeah. then then those possibilities will, will are there yeah and um 
the Nand College itself for me was just really beautiful. We had Gursiks that came from quite far and they did Gitan for us and gave us their blessings, which was really amazing because we'd, our Sangha circle wasn't very big was then that, at all. No, not very big at all then. Yeah, I mean, like... We were all new to it, and, new and to everything. I always think to myself that if I was... If I had, like, Sanghats myself, because I didn't have no Sanghats, but if I had Sanghats, someone could have told me that um how to tie the star properly because on my yeah, wedding day, I didn't, even, <laughs> I didn't even, like, tie the star properly because I still was learning how to tie the star. So, yeah, mine came out really bad on the day as well. <laughs> yeah. And then no. there was all these little other little things like, um, so we didn't want to wear rings. And we had yeah. said from the beginning, we don't want to wear rings, didn't we? Yeah. And um, there was a little bit of kind of backlash from that. But then it wasn't a big deal. But then literally on, while we're sitting in front of Guru Sahib on our Anand garage, we were forced to put rings on, weren't we? Yeah, when they did the registry, didn't when they we? Did right the, we did the registry. And then, yeah, and then uh, it was only afterwards that, you know, we kind of were like, why did we do that? Why did we let people do that? And mine was like my mama's ring and yours was like your sister. No, no, no mine was... No, you wore my mama's ring other and I around, wore yeah. like your sister's ring. Yeah, I took it off straight away then. Yeah, and uh, my, mine didn't even fit because I got fat fingers. <laughs> Glad you said that. <laughs> and um, yeah, so that was quite funny. But then when the, our photographers were brilliant because when we went to have our photo shoot, then she said to me, I remember Gidath her name was, and she said... Um, you don't have to wear a wedding ring, even yeah. though they said you have to, because that's a a Christian yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, oh my god, like I've just made this big deal about not doing this on my wedding, not doing this on my wedding. <laughs> I've ended up doing like a Christian thing, my wedding. But, so you've jumped a little bit before ahead now, but I want to go back to the actual Anand College itself. Um, and for me, it was like I, I was. You know, I was expecting us we were going to get married that day, right? And and we'd we'd studied like the four stages of spirituality, the Lama. We'd we'd spoken about it. I remember mm. on the phone and things like that. But to actually experience it was like something else because, like as a Sikh, you believe like your your baptism, your Amrit Sanjari is like the most spiritual thing that's ever going to happen to you. But for me, like the Anand College was on par with that, and it was. I was not expecting that at all. It was absolutely mind blowing, and like you said, you know, we we weren't that very well versed in sangat and Sikhi and we like you know the 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 people that were singing the lama doing the gitan, they were just like the local ragi jata, um, the local lakitanis, um, yeah. and people have said that they didn't sound great. And, no, yeah, bless and, them, they were so out of tune. And when <laughs> and when I've um heard it back on the video, they don't sound great, but yeah. you know. At the time, their voices sounded angelic to me. Yeah. It was like I was just in another zone. And I remember someone had said to me before, a really close um, Gurusik friend of mine had said that it doesn't matter, like, you know, what you look like on the day. It doesn't matter who's there. It doesn't matter about all of these other external things. He goes, it matters just where your mind is at that day. And looking back now, uh, for those those Jar Lama my mind was just where it should have been at that mm. time and that's why I believe that I felt and we had such a connection at that time and for me like I said it was just like the Amras and Jar the same level of feeling like it was just mm. I can't explain it it was just yeah bliss it was yeah, the yeah. it was ceremony of bliss because when um when I've done camps and things like that I've had a lot of people say to me oh who who read your llama you know or <laughs> we don't even know. who oh, yeah, sung yeah. your llama I've had, people, I've had people say that to me and I'm like 
just local people. But you can talk about that. I will, that I will. But uh, the point it. I'm trying to make yeah, is that yeah, yeah. I'm just like it was just it was local people, local Gursiks that had come and done it. There wasn't anyone like you know people want to have someone really you know kind yeah, of like well known, well known spiritual which is beautiful as well and you know entertaining and, and wonderful in so many ways. They but have those circles. We didn't even have those. We circles, don't got though. yeah. We didn't have any sangha, but for us it was still so something wasn't it and and that the vibration was just with us for months wasn't it after yeah, that absolutely but the most amazing thing about our nandakari is not maybe not the most amazing but one of the most amazing things is the the gursik that sang uh, the gursik that read our lama who sat on dabbia we still don't know who that person was yeah and no one in the gurdwara knows who this person was i'm going to tell you this story um, it was going to be the local, um, like kind of, he's like not he wasn't the pradhan at the time. He was the stage secretary. He was going to do our lama, and re- read our lama on the tabia, but then this gursik came, and he and what I remember about him was he had like a leather jacket. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was real or not, but he had, I just remember him wearing that. It's just really weird, and he had bana on, and he came from nowhere, and literally he just come and sat on the tabia. Yeah. And I didn't know who he was. Yeah, and then so anyway, didn't know who and I just thought he's from the the he, the Gordwara people got him in or something like that. And he sang like he when he done our hukum nama and when he done his the voice Lama, was amazing. Yeah. It was just there was just so much in it. There was something Yeah, yeah. You know, it was it was just like another level kind Thank of Thank you whoever you were. Yeah, Waiguru sent you. Whoever you are. And then and then literally as soon as the Lama were finished, as soon as our hukam last hukam was taken mm-hmm. and then this Gursik disappeared. Yeah. And we went to the Gurdwara, we asked the Pradhan, we asked the stage secretary, we asked everybody, nobody knew who he was. Yeah. They said that they thought we sent him. Yeah, we clearly didn't, yeah. So that was just amazing. And um yeah, so it was, and I had lots of, because no one had been to a nun cottage like that in our town. Because a lot of people kind of were saying that they had never experienced anyone who had been enjoying their llama so much. Yeah. And um, I remember my cousin Susan. She like even was like, she was. She said I couldn't stop crying my eyes out. And she goes, and you guys didn't even look at each other. Like, mm. and I and I remember that. I just just remember not even needing to look at you to see yeah. what you look like or anything. Because the focus just wasn't about that. The focus was just so much deeper than that. Yeah, absolutely. And said, so, like you said, people hadn't experienced that before, and we we got a lot of feedback from people from it that that they they were like wowed by it, like that they hadn't thought that it could be like that, and 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 that's that's amazing. That's you know what Guru's had blessed us with on the day, and like I said, we 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 didn't even expect it to be like that so we were amazed by it that's that's the beauty of like not having expectations sometimes you can be surprised and yeah. and we certainly were sometimes i you know would look back and i you know obviously afterwards our our sangha circle has grown and we've gone to many nand garages after that and then you see people doing that so like i've seen like gursikhs that instead of exchanging rings on their ceremony like their registry they exchange gare and things like yeah. that 
um, and all sorts of things. But and I just think to myself, oh, we could have done that. Oh, we could have done that. But yeah. but it's as things have evolved as well yeah. now. There's a lot more things available. Lot you know. Yeah. As well. One thing I didn't mention that I'm just going to backtrack a little bit um, before we move on, but. Um, when I was saying that there were certain ceremonies that my family wanted to do um, and I just was like completely against it and I was really fighting against it um, but there was my family were quite willing to make alternative arrangements for me just as long as they got to have their like time basically and everybody was given the right preference so like we were talking about the Jura ceremony that's when the 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 girl's mother's brother comes and puts the bangles on the the girl i'm not sure what that means um but it's another hindu ceremony that that um sikhs have adopted um so what i did to give my mamaji the preference was um he actually presented me with um banjgakar so he gave me um a beautiful qurban which i wore on my wedding day and kashera nakeski and he gave me um, two kare, which he placed on me as opposed to the, you know, the jura, which people would have done. And then um, he gave me a brand new ganga as well. I'm still wearing those kare to this day, not mm-hmm. taking them off. And that garban is my ceremonial garban. Like, so I'll wear that on the outside of my vana or when we're going somewhere like a wedding or to like a samagam or something like that. So, and that, even though that kind of was an arrangement that was made to give him preference and kind of thing, it actually was really special to me in the end because those those Banjgagar have stayed with me. So it's really, I don't know, that that's just something I really wanted to mention because there are other ways that you can do things. And I had lots of little things like that throughout my wedding where um, I kind of came up with different ideas that um, where everybody got their preference, which is what it's about really. Um, but then I didn't break kind of like anything else. Yeah, no, absolutely. I remember the your parents as well. They got me the Banjgakar as well in in a box. Oh yeah. Um, and and that was uh, to they got gift- you that from Canada. Yeah, to be gifted with that was was pretty amazing. I wasn't expecting that. Um, so that was nice. On top of the usual things that you get, like a suit and and things like that. Yeah. So, so that I think my nice. mum bought you a suit as well, though. That's what I meant. Oh right. Yeah, that's the, <laughs> the, the suit that Mum bought me. Yeah. So, and uh, does it fit you now? <laughs> yeah, I didn't really know much about fitted suits back then, as you could tell, obviously. <laughs> but um, just just to add one thing, slightly um, amusing as well from that day, which you've obviously seen afterwards, was um, we had the engagement as well on on that on that before the Anandkari as well, the Karmai actually before where your, um, your dad and all his brothers were like around me <laughs> and stuff like that and uh, I was a bit like you know because you knew me back then I was a bit like you know I was quite passive and a bit shy as well and I was like wondering what's going to go on and um, yeah like all of this like you know all these like dates and things like that coming out and like being fed and I remember like your daiji like your dad's older brother he like he just put something in my mouth and it was like it was like massive it was this big like i didn't even know what i know it's a date now but i didn't even know what it was then 
and I was like struggling to like I thought I was gonna I was choking on it. Literally. I think I have to post this video of and you with this I date in your like, mouth. Oh my <laughs> god! I was like in front of everybody there. I was like, oh my god! I thought I was gonna like vomit or something. Yeah, I thought, oh my god, what am I gonna do? And because I'd never eaten one before, I was left with this massive seed in my mouth, like this huge pip. And I was like, how am I gonna get rid of this out of my mouth, <laughs> like without anyone noticing? And I managed to put it in my hand and slip it in my pocket. But obviously, it's on the camera now, but. That was like, oh my God, like one of those things on the day. That was hilarious when I had to watch that back. I know. It was just like, oh my God. There's lots more things we could talk about though, like from the day. I know. There's loads of things that we could talk about. Um, But we've tried our um, utmost. It's been good talking about this because I've remembered loads of things that Mm. we haven't even spoken about them for for so long. So this is something for you married couples to do as well. Like, why don't you talk about your, your wedding day as well and, you know, take a trip back down memory lane. It's actually really cleansing because, and I think that that's the re we used to do it so much before kids came along where we used to kind of like talk about our another garbage and, and, Every time we talked about it, it was almost like we were revisiting it. Yeah, because yeah, we didn't want it that feeling to go. Yeah, and that that feeling and that that kind of energy and and everything that Gurusa puts when the Lama are read that energy that is kind of um, embedded into us at that time. That's why they say that you shouldn't have like boys around you that's why they say you shouldn't really have anyone sitting near you not you know some people like oh they want their sisters to sit near them or the sisters want to sit near and things like that but really it should be just you guys in close vicinity to guru Saab because the energy at that time should be basically consuming the two of you mm-hmm. which is kind of setting that setting that um motion in play for the two souls to start to merge it doesn't happen there and then it yeah, happens over years and years and years and that's through you know trying your best to kind of reach each lamb so let me ask you a question now mm. i know the answer but i'm gonna just do it okay what lamb are we up to oh probably the first one still i know what's the, what's the first one then how to better the love yeah but what oh um living the household is life yeah trying to instill faith yeah like put it in inside you that instill that faith inside you that will help you to progress so yeah i mean it's still building that up Mm. day by day really and keeping away from those things that take you away from guru's path Mm. it's really scary actually when you think about it and you you're saying we're talking about it in that kind of sense that you know okay what what stage are we at are we still at stage one 11 years on yeah oh my god like are you know we'll Will we be blessed to yeah. even get to the next stage? Chanting his name. Um, yeah. But then, you know, we you have to be thankful for what you have. Mm. You know, even though we can say, oh, we, we feel we haven't progressed that much. Sometimes when you fall away from somewhere, you realise you actually was somewhere not too bad. Yeah. So, you know, that's it's important to acknowledge that as well mm. and be happy. So what's marriage been like since? Um, well, that's quite a deep question. I know. With how many minutes left? No. Four minutes. Four minutes to answer that. How's marriage been since Since then? Well, I wasn't expecting it to be such a 
ex learning experience for me because I, you know, I went into it. I was still, I was, I was still a boy when we got married. Oh my gosh! Yes. And I had to become a man, you know, and and learn lots of things and change my habits and change my mentality um, to yeah to be be somebody who you needed. Yeah. Um, so yeah, looking back now, I had no idea what marriage was all about then. Mm. I you know I had I hadn't a clue really. Did I now? <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I thought it was just you know we get married and and that's and that's it right. Go smugglers and stuff. <laughs> whatever, like you don't even I don't, didn't even think anything. We get married and and that's it. Like it's I hard work, right? Yeah. I didn't think Every that day. I'm gonna have to do this and have to share this with you, tell this to you, and um, you're gonna do this and I'm gonna, you know, be like this and that and, yeah, there's lots of things that you learn about yourself and about your partner and expectations that you set, and yeah, it's it's just it's a it's a journey and a journey that, for me personally, I'm happy to say that I've progressed in. Um, so for me that's 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 been the key how about yourself um i think my i think the the challenge for me has been that i had too many expectations post marriage post and unguarded sorry um and i think we should talk about that episode 3 yeah so i hope you've enjoyed hearing about our journey and how we came together and if you've got any questions or any suggestions for us, please do um, let us know. Yep. Tune in to episode three. We're going to go into a little bit more detail about some of our challenges in marriage after our ninth cottage and also the positives and some of the mistakes that we've made, which we would love for you to learn from. And um, yeah, and how we nearly lost it all as well. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, we just want to share these realities with you and be open and honest about who we are. Yep. So until then, take care of yourselves. Why do you